Purchase the Keep the Faith ebook and paperback on Amazon now at bit.ly slash keepthefaithbook. Keep the Faith by Anna Tejano Chapter 15 Everyone in their family took the De Castro game night seriously. It had all started with a particularly competitive game of Monopoly Deal among the cousins, or the kids as they called themselves, even if technically none of them were kids anymore. One that lasted for hours because they combined three decks to accommodate more players. They couldn't stop talking about that match long after it was over, so one of the grown-ups suggested that they make it a thing. I should know, because I was there when that extremely long game happened. And things were always big with the De Castro cousins, so it became an official, annual family event. Since then, I was one of their official scorers or referees or judges, whatever was needed to determine the winners. That sounds like fun, Nico said, after I had explained the mechanics to him. We were in his car on our way to the game night, after our field work. He had volunteered to drop me off before meeting some of his friends and pick me up later if I needed it. It is, I said. And they're all very competitive. If you don't know them, you'd think they weren't related with the way they trash-talk each other during the games. It's going to be interesting this year because Rain's playing too, and she's super good at tabletop games. She is, huh? A tiny line appeared between his brows. To whose house are we headed to? Just one of her cousins, I said nonchalantly. He shot me a quick look. Okay, he said, his eyes focusing back on the road. I kept the smile on my face and tried not to fidget so he wouldn't see my nervousness. Nico turned left, following the GPS's instructions, entering one of the private subdivisions in Quezon City. We actually didn't need the GPS because I knew the directions like the back of my hand, but I'd use it anyway, just so I wouldn't have to think about it. But now we were almost there, and it was getting harder to breathe. Everything here was familiar. The guards, the gate, the houses... It was like nothing changed. All this familiarity because game night wasn't just at any De Castro cousin's house. It was at James's. Focus. There was no need to think of James or to make a big deal out of this. I was with Nico. Nico, who had been so caring and sweet the past month. We didn't talk about what happened at the chapel, but it seemed unnecessary because the next time we saw each other, we just fell into rhythm. We'd hang out, we'd go out for lunch and dinner, he'd hold my hand, and we'd kiss. And they felt like the most natural things in the world. We didn't see each other all the time every day because he was often out for fieldwork while I was busy preparing the resources for the upcoming Iloilo mission. However, when we did see each other, we were inseparable. Things just felt so easy with him. I was happy. We were happy. So he didn't really have to know that we were heading towards my ex-boyfriend's house tonight because it should be irrelevant. The GPS told us that we had arrived, and I let out a breath I didn't know I had been holding. I looked out the window toward the house. The white gate, that mango tree that hid half of the big front window, and that grotto by the corner that I knew faced metal garden chairs. I could name a memory in practically every part of this house after having spent so much time here in the last five years. Focus. I unfastened my seatbelt and turned to Nico. 
Thanks for dropping me off, Nico. To my surprise, he turned off the engine. I walked you to the gate. But he reached for my hand. Let me do this for you, okay, french fries? He kissed the back of my hand before alighting, and I watched him walk around the car to open my door. I took a deep breath as I stepped out, concentrating on the feel of Nico's hand in mine, instead of the memories of the place that threatened to surface. James's house was the last house on a dead-end street, across a vacant lot, so parking was never a problem when they had get-togethers. Several family cars were already parked in front of the house, including Rain's. Nico and I walked the short distance to the smaller gate. I knew that I could reach over and just open the gate as I had done several times, but I resisted the urge and pressed the doorbell instead. Nico, you don't have to fetch me later, I said, while we waited for someone to open the door. I mean, I appreciate the offer, but sometimes these things end late and you'll have a long drive ahead if you come fetch me. I can hitch a ride with rain. I really don't mind. In fact, I want to wait for you. He squeezed my hand gently. He liked touching me. He was always reaching for my hand or giving me little kisses. I'm leaving for Iloilo on Monday, remember? I won't see you again until after Holy Week, so let me do this. I laughed softly. I just don't want to be a hassle to you. You're not, he said. I like being around you, so you're just going to have to live with it. He leaned in just as I closed my eyes. In an instant, I felt his lips on mine. But before I could kiss him back, the gate opened with a loud squeak, and I heard a familiar voice say my name. I turned around a little too quickly, which made my head spin. Just as I thought, James stood by the open gate, his expression switching from surprise to amusement. He gave me a knowing smile, his eyes crinkling at the corners. I felt the tiniest thrill in my stomach. But he wasn't alone. Katrina stood beside him, hand looped around his elbow. What was she doing here? I thought you wouldn't make it, James said, bussing my cheek. I stiffened, surprised at that sudden contact. Rain and May are already inside. Of course I'll be here, I quipped, grinning back at him. I couldn't help it. I wouldn't miss this for the world. Beside me, Nico cleared his throat. I had almost forgotten about him and it immediately sent guilty spikes into my stomach. James extended his hand to him. Hi, I'm James. Nico, we've met, Nico replied. His tone was curt, but he quickly shook James's hand. At the volunteer fair last month. He was polite, but now he sounded distant, reminding me of his expression that afternoon at the fair. James nodded. Oh, yes, I remember. Do you guys remember Kat, too? Hi, she said cheerfully, just like James. You're the one who suggested the tree planting thing. Thank you so much. We've raised enough funds and we're all going to La Mesa Dam next month. Katrina's voice was so high-pitched, you could hear every exclamation point at the end of all of her sentences. It grated on my nerves. Good for you guys. Nico put an arm around my shoulder and pulled me close. I saw James's eyes follow Nico's actions. Then James looked at me with that bemused smile on his face again. You better go in, Faith. Rain's waiting for you. I'll go in with you, I said. I have to bring Kat home first, James replied. I could still see his gray van inside their garage, and Nico's car was blocking the driveway. 
Do you need us to move the car so you can get out? I asked. James shook his head, pulling car keys from his pocket. Nah, Rain let me use hers. I'll see you later, okay, Faith? Nice seeing you, bro. Nico's eyebrow lifted a little, and for a moment, I thought that he wouldn't acknowledge James, but he eventually nodded. I let out a little sigh of relief. Nico stepped aside, pulling me with him to give James room to pass. I watched as Katrina closed the gate before following James. Bye, Faith! Katrina chirped, busting me on the cheek before I could evade her. I watched them walk toward Rain's car, her hand curled cozily around James's arm right where the folded sleeve of his yellow and blue polo ended. They were walking a little too close for my comfort, as they talked, their laughter interrupting the silence of the empty street. Faith? Nico still held onto my elbow, and I tore my gaze away from them and looked at him. I couldn't quite interpret his expression. I think I have to go too, unless you need me in there, he asked, motioning to the house. It's okay, I said. I'm fine. I was, really. He gave me a long look, making my insides twist uncomfortably. Then he reached for my hand again and gave it a reassuring squeeze, and I saw the tiniest hint of a sparkle in his eyes. I'll see you later, okay? Text me when you're almost done. He turned to go, but I pulled him back to me and brushed my lips against his, my free hand curling around his neck. Nico recovered from his surprise after a few seconds and kissed me back, his hand on my cheek just as I heard a car approach. Nico stiffened and started to pull away, but I pressed against him closer, refusing to let go. He put his hands on my shoulders and pulled away from me firmly but gently. I opened my eyes and saw the taillights of Rain's car disappear around the corner of the street before Nico leaned his forehead against mine. He moved his hands from my shoulders to my wrists and steadied my shaky hands. My heart still raced, its quick thudding almost painful. The gate squeaked open. Ahem. Hi, guys. What are you doing? When were you planning to tell us about you and Nico? I sighed, not the least bit surprised that Maya found me where I was hidden, to be alone for a while. I knew my way around James's house, and whenever there were family gatherings, the second-floor terrace was usually empty because most people were either at the rooftop or the backyard. I snuck out as soon as the winning team, Rain's team, no surprise, was announced, leaving the happy cousins as I tried to process everything that happened earlier in the evening. Maya had been trying to talk to me ever since she and Rain caught me and Nico at the gate, but I avoided her as much as I could. I was just very fortunate that when we got to the rooftop, Lissa called the two of us and Mark to go over the last details of what we were supposed to do for the games. Maya had tried again after that, but James arrived, so game night finally started, buying me more time to put off my friend's scrutiny. But of course, Maya wasn't going to let that go easily. I was planning to, I said with another sigh. I leaned against the railing as I ran a hand through my hair before stuffing my hands inside my jacket's pockets. I just didn't get around to it. I had just been really busy at work with the stuff for Iloilo, you know? A phone call? A Facebook message? There are many ways, Faith, if you really wanted to. I'm sorry, okay? I felt a little exasperated. It's not like there's much to tell. 
Mia crossed her arms. What do you mean? You almost kissed each other earlier. I bit my lip and looked away. Maya gasped. Okay, I take it back. You were kissing before we arrived. What else happened between you two? Is he your boyfriend? Are you dating? Nothing, no and no, Maya. So why the hell are you kissing him? What are you doing? Nothing! I crossed my arms and glared at her. She was pacing back and forth now, and I watched her as if she was the patient and I was the shrink. Can't I be with someone without getting the third degree? Not when you just came from a breakup. She stopped pacing and planted her hands on her waist, now on full shrink mode. That was when I snapped. I was so damn tired of everyone, especially Maya, bringing it up. I straightened up and stepped away from the ledge. So there. That's the entire reason for this interrogation. The breakup was six months ago. I told you, Maya, I'm fine. Why don't you believe me? Because you're not okay! She waved her hands at me again. How can you be okay after what happened? You're here in his house. You still hang out with your ex. The pictures are still there at your apartment, and I see the way you look at James, Faith. And now you're kissing this other guy, and you tell me there's nothing? That doesn't sound like a girl who has truly moved on from her ex-boyfriend. You still wear the freaking jacket he gave you! <laughs> what do you know about moving on anyway? You've never even broken up with someone, much less been on a date with anyone in, like, forever. Stop lecturing me about something that you don't really know anything about. The words seemed to hang in the air between us, before they quickly fell and shattered to the ground, just as Maya's face strained of color. Her eyes were wide and shining with unshed tears. Then she squared her shoulders, her expression hardening as she stepped away from me. Knots of regret formed in my belly, but the rest of my body was still too tense, too angry, to really care. Rain suddenly arrived. Hey guys, we're moving to the backyard now and hey, what happened? She glanced at each of us and frowned. Are you guys fighting? Yes, Maya said. No, I replied. Maya glared at me. Yes, but don't ask me to explain anything because apparently Faith knows everything and doesn't want ignorant people like me meddling in her business, she said angrily. I scowled at her. Well, you are meddling and... But Maya wasn't listening anymore. I'm so sorry, Rain, but I have to go. Her tone was cold, and Rain flinched even if it wasn't because of her. I had never heard Maya speak that way before. Thank you for inviting me. I had fun. Maya walked away, her sandaled footsteps echoing angrily on the marble floor. Rain gave me a puzzled look told me she'll be back for me, and turned to follow Maya, leaving me alone, just like I wanted in the first place. This episode was sponsored by What Kind of Day by Mina V. Esguera. A senator's speechwriter accidentally joins a tour of his own city, and through his passionate tour guide, gets to experience a new side of Manila on what should have been the worst day of his career. Available on Amazon, Apple Books, Kobo, Google Books, and other retailers worldwide. Keep the Faith by Anna Tejano. Text copyright Anna Tejano. Narrated by Jade Albert. Produced by Tanya Arpa and Mina V. Esguera. 
Purchase the Keep the Faith ebook and paperback on Amazon now at bit.ly slash keepthefaithbook. Season 3 of the Romance Class podcast features an unabridged audio version of a novel by a Filipino author featuring a Filipino narrator. We do this to make the work of Filipino authors more accessible to more readers and introduce Filipino voices in more ways than one. Help readers find us by leaving a review or a rating in Apple Podcasts. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or any podcatcher of your choice. You can find the links to subscribe on romancepodcast.com. Subscribe, share, live tweet as you listen. Add hashtag romanceclass so we can find your reactions and feedback. If you would like to sponsor this podcast, email mina at romancepodcast.com. Find more romance books by Filipino authors on romanceclassbooks.com. Nico's eyebrows. <laughs> Wait, it's like, nice to see you, bro. <laughs> huh? Okay. Yeah. Ain't you, bro? <laughs> yeah. Interpret? Interpret? But I pressed him. Ah. Rubbish. Anyway. Oh my god. Yeah, sorry. Mm. <laughs> I love this. He put his hands on my shoulders and I. Ah. Oh my god, this girl. Anyway. Naya had been. I'm um, Naya. Sorry. Ha! What do you even know? Um, well, I'm sorry. I'm in the moment. Wait now. Stop lecturing me about something you don't really... You... That, that you don't really know anything about. Faith knows everything and she doesn't want ignorant people like me meddling in her business. Oh, I make it more angry pala. Yeah. I like the chapter a lot.